Hey guys, welcome back to the Confessions of a Church Girl podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Amanda McFall, and y'all, this is my podcast. I remember hearing the voice of the Lord tell me a very long time ago that I should, you know, I should do this. And I always wanted to. I always wanted to, but I guess I was a little bit afraid, right? And I'm one of those persons who, hang on, let me bring my mic a little bit closer. Yeah, so I'm one of those persons who, um, I guess I, I procrastinated. Um, it's so, it's crazy when you have ideas um, for what you may want your life to look like. And it's crazy for when you hear the voice of the Lord tell you things and show you ways in which your life should look like something, right? And and then you kind of look inwardly and be like, oh, oh my God, you got now you got to look at all the work that has to actually take place in order for you to be able to do these things. And one of the things, well, not one of the things, how should I word this? Anyway, the thing I love most about being in relationship with Holy Spirit is that He never leaves us alone. He never just gives us an idea and then that's it. He is then there to walk with us. And then he sends people in our in our pathways to get us to um, stay on the right course and to get us to be obedient to him. And I learned that Holy Spirit will not force you to do something that you don't want to do. But then at the same time, he gives you the option to get your butt up and do what he asks you to do. <laughs> I refuse to be one of those persons who has to stand before God um, when Christ returns and stand there empty-handed because I did not do the things that He has called me to do. Now, mind you, there are still a few things that He's asked me to do that I kind of still struggle with from time to time. Nonetheless, one of the things I know for sure that God just never leaves us stranded. How did I get talking about this? Mm. But He doesn't. And so... Here I am with my very own podcast, and I don't have the mindset that, well, this is my podcast and everybody got to listen to me. No, but my mindset is more so geared towards, like, I have been granted the opportunity by the most holy God to be able to come and sit in the studio and speak what it is that the Lord placed on my heart to speak. You know, sometimes we be in here and we pray. Sometimes we talk about things. And it's just amazing that a lot of the times the things that we talk about, even though I may have come with a plan to talk about one thing, I, I sense that the Lord always kind of shifts it to go to another direction and in speaking with somebody a couple of days ago um, with regard to what it means to be an evangelist, um, somebody told me that, you know what, even having a podcast is a form of evangelism because the truth be told, oftentimes the only Jesus that some people will ever get to see or hear about is the Jesus that you and I show and talk about in our everyday life. 
And if I am able to sit here and somebody just happens to come across this podcast and they accidentally hear me talk about Jesus or they accidentally hear me discuss my relationship with Holy Spirit and they'll be like, you know what? I want to know this God. I want to have a relationship with this God. And the truth be told, if it's just that one person or just 50 people or just 2,000 people or just 100,000 people who get to hear about the message of Jesus Christ through this podcast, through my voice, under the sound of my voice, then I would have done what it was that the Lord has asked me to do. And I would be pleased because I would be under the impression that heaven is pleased as well. And I have no idea why I said all of that. But the truth is, it ties into what I wanted to talk about today. And for this second episode of the second season of my podcast, of this podcast, y'all, I want to talk about what it means to be focused. Um, hmm. So last week we discussed, um, like, when I went on vacation, I told you guys I went on vacation and I was like, you know what? I refuse to come back to a life that I need to escape from. And even after a conversation with the Holy Spirit, who that was, um, he basically showed me or basically told me that, hey, this is not the life I have called you to live. I, I need you to live a victorious life. And you cannot live a victorious life if you are always tired. You cannot live a victorious life if you are always frustrated, if you are always tired, you're always aggravated, you're always on edge because even though you may be physically doing something, you know within yourself that mentally and emotionally and even spiritually, you are not present. And so what is the point of doing something if your heart is not in it? If you know me and if you know me well, I am a person who puts their heart into every single thing that they do every day. That is just who I am. It is not something that I have forced myself to do, and it is not necessarily something that I have trained myself to do, but I just do everything. I remember. I think it's, I don't remember the particular scripture, but it's something somewhere in the Bible. If you read your whole Bible, I promise you, you'll find it. But it says that do everything is unto the Lord. And when I had that, when I heard that as a child, I was like, like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Like every single thing I do, I'm going to do it as if God himself is going to mark it. I'm going to do it as if God himself has a red pen and he's going to be putting ticks next to everything that I do. And yeah. So I, I want to be able to put my heart and my and my soul into everything that I do. And I can't I can't put my whole soul into sixteen things in one day. <laughs> and being focused being focused is just one of those things that um has come with me learning who I am and falling in love with who God has called me to be. As I fall in love with Christ, I fall in love with myself a whole lot more. And also falling in love with, um, you know, with God, with Holy Spirit, with Jesus Christ, I get to learn things. It's like he shows me things that I guess at the surface wouldn't make sense. And then when I think about it, like these are principles, 
like literal kingdom principles that I have been missing my whole life. And I say that because, okay, what I mean is this. For a long time, and I spoke about this last week, for a long time, I would think that being a Christian or living in purpose meant that I always had to be busy. I always needed to be relevant. I always needed to be seen. And the truth be told, like, that's not that's not scriptural at all. In fact, the Apostle Paul invites us to live a quiet and a peaceful life, a peaceable life. Like, uh, and basically the Apostle Paul in one, um, in one translation of the scripture, he says, tend to your own business. Pay attention to your business. Mind your business. <laughs> and not in a selfish way, that means pay no attention to those that are around us. Like, that's not what that means at all. But what he means is that we need to be more intentional about living the lives that God has placed before us. So often we can be so caught up in trying to live the life that social media tells us that we should live or trying to live the life and, and abide by the timelines and the rules and the guidelines that the church has taught us or that church people has taught us or that everybody else thinks that we should live, that we forget to mind our own affairs, that we forget to live our own lives. Because at the end of the day, when Christ returns and we all have to stand before God and give an account of the lives that we have lived, He is not going to ask you what Sally and John were doing. He's going to say, Lisa, what have you done with the, the talents and the gifts and the responsibilities that I have given unto you? I feel like I find that Oh boy, I wonder if I should say this. <laughs> but I found that growing up in church, oftentimes people would say, Ooh, y'all, this could be hard. I find that in church though, oftentimes people would say, um, church kids or preacher's kids are the worst. And honestly, I feel like now that I'm an adult, I don't think that they were the worst. It's just that their parents or our parents spend so much time trying to prove themselves and trying to do everything that everybody else wanted them to do that sometimes those in ministry and those who God have who, who God had given certain responsibilities to shepherd other people's lives, they were so busy tending to the lives and responsibilities of other people and taking on the responsibility of being responsible for other people that often what was their greatest ministry, which should have been the family that they left at home, unfortunately would have been ignored or you weren't able to put your all into it. And so what happens now, what we see is when we say, well, church kids are the worst. No, like you see them acting out because that is a repercussion of not being able to be parented effectively by both parents because People in ministry or those who are responsible for shepherding other people's lives, they then have to be mothers and fathers to other people who aren't, who don't have mothers and fathers, or they are just so responsible for other people's lives that they sometimes tend to neglect their own responsibilities. And the reason why I said that is because when we aren't focused on the lives that we've been given and the tasks and responsibilities that we've been given and we some way somehow shift our focus 
to doing everything else and trying to get a response from everyone else and trying to be relevant and trying to be popular. We just miss it. And I don't wish to live a life where I miss what it is that God is trying to do through me and for me and with me because I am so busy trying to be all things to everybody else. Yeah, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to do that. I remember that, so we had this training with Pastor... Delton Ellis um, from Mount Tabor, a very awesome man of God. But by this time, I think by the time this podcast airs, he would already be Bishop Delton Ellis. So we had a training session at our church for all of our leaders. And he said something that stood out to me. He said, often in the church, we get so caught up on the response or we, we get so busy doing what somebody else wants us to do, or we get so caught up in watching the response that everybody else gets or that somebody else gets from doing something that we then feel like we need to do this thing. And so we go ahead and we do this thing and we get caught up looking for a response or that same response that someone else got that we get sucked into it and we miss what it is that God is trying to do through us. I believe now more than ever before that a part of me being authentic, a part of me slipping into my authenticity as a woman, as a a minister, as a worship leader, as a gospel artist, as a mom, as a writer, as a nurse, as a friend, is that being authentic, being exactly who it is that God has called me to be and being okay with being who I am, that in itself is warfare against the enemy. Who has, who has some way somehow infiltrated our churches and il, ilfil, in, ilfil, infiltrated. <laughs> Sorry, I got tongue tied. But he has somehow infiltrated our thought patterns and made us believe that we ought to be clones and that we all need to just be these super busy people. And, and, and in such a way where often I feel like we, get our worth and we see our value and we build our value on our busyness or on how productive our schedule appears to other people. I I sense and I feel sometimes that we also get an ego boost by making people around us feel like we don't have the time for them. Oh, child, I'm busy, I'm busy. Don't bother that. I busy. I busy. I busy. I busy. I busy. Oh, I can't make it. I busy. I busy. I busy. Oh, we know Lisa busy. And then the truth be told, after you're already so busy and you made everybody feel like you don't have time for them, when everybody else is out there celebrating and living and they didn't invite you to certain things, now you're in your feelings. But now, man, you out there telling people that you were busy, so of course they didn't invite you because they figured that you weren't going to come anyway. A part of living a focused life before God is, so the Bible tells us that we ought to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our minds, and with all our soul, with all our strength. And um, the Apostle Paul admonishes us to live our lives pleasing and as a living sacrifice unto God, holy and acceptable. I believe that a part of living your life for God, holy and acceptable, means to be focused and to be so in tune with what the Lord is telling us and to be so 
at peace with what the Lord has asked us to do, that we live our own lives holy and acceptable unto God and not live our lives holy and acceptable as unto other people. If we out here, sis, if you out here, I came across this post on Pinterest, right? Hold on, let me get comfortable. Get your tea, sis, get your tea. I came across this post on Pinterest the other day that said, ask yourself this question, am I doing this because I want to do this? Or am I doing this because I want to perform for others? Ciao. Can I tell you that 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 yucked me? Because one of the things that has been taught growing up is, okay, dress like this. Because if you don't dress like this, then somebody may think that you are that. Speak like this, because if you don't speak like this and you speak like that, then somebody may get the impression that you are that. Do this, but don't do that, because people don't do this, but do that. Do this, this, that, and that, and the next thing, because people. And I find that growing up in church, ugh, the idea that the voice of church people is somehow synonymous with the voice of God and that the approval of church people is somehow synonymous with the approval of God literally has kept many of us in bondage and going around in circles and circles feeling unfulfilled, living frustrated lives because we have lost our focus. We have lost the the what should be the focus or what should be our attention. Our relationship with Jesus Christ should be at the forefront. Our our convictions that come from the spirit of the living God that lives on the inside of us should be the driving force and the tool that makes us or that that helps us go and move and navigate through the nuances of life. But instead, we have somehow allowed the enemy to infiltrate the way that we raise our children and the way that we present ourselves to the world. We are so caught up with proving ourselves and proving our Christianity to other people that we don't even use the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to convict us anymore. Our convictions now don't necessarily come from the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. I find a lot of times that the things that we say and do come from how we perceive the people around us are going to um, receive what we say. I want to be so focused on who God has called me to be. I want to be so focused on being all that God wants me to be, being the best mother that I possibly can to the two greatest blessings that God could ever give me. I want to be I want to be who God has called me to be and not who you think I should be. And so in this age and this moment of my life, my greatest focus is not being relevant. My greatest focus is not being popular. My greatest focus is just being who God has called me to be and being okay and being at peace with that. I ain't out here trying to prove myself no more. And this is free. I am delivered. I went to say something, but I probably get put off the air for that. So. <laughs> I am delivered. Amen. I feel like, um, on a serious note, 
I feel like one of the things that we as a body of Christ need to be delivered from is focusing our attention on other people. And I feel like our greatest, I feel like one of the greatest slap in the face that you can give to the enemy in one way that you can shut literally the voice of the enemy is by being okay with being who you are and being authentic in who you are and being focused and having tunnel vision and saying, you know what, I'm going to serve God in this way. Whether that looks like what Sally Mae is doing or whether that looks completely opposite to what Sally Mae is doing. In fact, I am here. I notice what Sally Mae is doing, not because I want to compete with her, but because as far as I'm concerned, Sally is out here doing a thing and worshiping God and serving God and obeying God. And she's pulling in people and evangelizing and bringing souls into the kingdom. And I'm over here doing what I'm doing. And I, too, am evangelizing and bringing souls into the kingdom. And it's not that I'm bringing 100 and Sally bringing 102, but it's just that it's now 202 people who have now um, decided to enter into the kingdom of heaven, as opposed to me feeling like, well, my 100 is some way somehow less significant than Sally's 202 or 100. You know what I mean? I think that the basis of this conversation today is just like, what are you focusing on? What is your focus? What is the driving force? What is the reason why you are doing the things that you are doing? Why are you doing the things that you do? Why did you buy that dress? What is the reason why you wear your clothes this way? Do you really like to wear these types of clothes or are you wearing these clothes because of the way that somebody is going to perceive you? Did somebody tell you that you should only wear black hair or do you do you really want to wear blonde hair? What is the focus? What is the reason that you are doing this thing that you are doing? What is the driving force? What is your passion? What are you passionate about? Are you Writing this song because the Lord asked you to write this song or are you writing this song because everybody else around you writes music and you don't want to feel left out? Because the pressure to perform in this society, particularly among us millennials, is insane. Like this pressure to remain relevant, y'all gonna miss me with that? I don't want that. I don't want to have to prove myself to people. I don't want to. That's not something that I want to do. I have a nephew. He is four. And shout out to Tatum. And you can say, hey, something, something, something. It'll be like, auntie, I don't want to. And as far as he's concerned, like, that's a good enough reason to not want. Like, I don't want that. I want to be so in tune and so aligned with the word of the Lord over my life and so on one accord with what God is asking me to do that I don't get his instruction confused with other people's instruction or I don't somehow confuse the pressure to want to be relevant and confuse the pressure to want to perform, confuse that with the Lord instructing me to do something. Not because somebody else tells you that you need to write another book means that you need to write another book. You need to now go before the throne and find out from the Lord, what is it that you want me to write? When do you want me to write it? And then you go ahead and you ask the Lord to give you the words to write, the words to pen. 
But the most I think I have found or I think that I have found that one of the most difficult things or one of the most scary things to do is to just do something because somebody else thinks that you should do it. Because the truth be told, if you are outside of the will of the Lord um, for your life, if you are not here doing what God has asked you to do, but you just out there doing what people think you should do, then are you living in obedience? Because if you're being obedient to these people, but you're not. If you're being obedient to what these people think that you should do, but that's not necessarily in alignment with with what the Lord has asked you to do, then aren't you then being disobedient to God? Anyway, y'all, we are out of time. Time just flies, but maybe we can pick up this conversation on another day. But honestly, I just hope to have provoked some thought today. Like, what is the real reason? What is your driving force? What is the thing that excites you? What is the reason? What is your focus? Why are you doing the things that you are doing? Anyway, y'all, you know how it is. You know what we do. Shoot me an email, lmcfallauthor at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. Shoot me a DM at Lisa McFall. That's L-E-E-S-A. I would love to hear from you. Always love to hear your reviews. And even if there's something I would have missed or something you may want me to go back at, hit me up and we can talk about it. Hey. Anyway, y'all, it's a pleasure talking to you and I'm going to see you next week. Bye.